You know those rare days where you're like trying to figure something out and it's an actual problem with like the hardware wiring or the programming or the switch configuration and it's just barely beyond your understanding and then once you figure it out there's that sweet relief to see that camera come up or that card read unlock that door or that relay trip it's just such a good feeling and then the immediate self upset comes realizing the problem next time can probably be fixed in 15 minutes (laughs) and you've been on site for six hours. Yeah, that feeling. Oof. Welcome to Security Today, episode 24. I am the security industry's most problematic solving bear. That's B-A-E-R. So follow me right now on Instagram and Twitter at Security B-A-E-R and this podcast on Instagram at Security Today Podcast. (laughs) Hello, another week in the bag. This thing is rolling nice and I like it. Hey, Um, It helps beyond belief to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, like, share, follow, and blast it out all over the Instaverse. And then uh, if you do these things, I will owe you 1,000 suns. And when we are all living in space in about 30 years, I'll make do on my promise. So there you go. Just cash in on those uh, burning bright balls of gas. Okay. These things have been uh, going great. (laughs) these things, the things that you're listening to with this podcast. All you listeners seem to be uh, maybe gleaning just a little bit from it and uh, that uh, you just interacting and helping contribute with ideas and new perspectives via the DMs. So I just really appreciate that. If there's something that you want to hear on this podcast or that's interesting to you, go ahead and hit me up. Let me know. And uh I also want to shout out once again, www.securitytodaypodcast.com. That's still in existence. I uh, am twiddling my thumbs a little bit on on what to do with it, but I like it, so it's going to stay around. The other thing is we're working on a couple of um, maybe new different formatted podcasts that can show up maybe quarterly or something like that where we uh, interview maybe someone who owns the a security type business, uh, how they go about their their daily operations and maybe we'll have a guest or something like that on one of these podcasts once I figure out a platform to do that. Hey, if you're podcasting, if you're also a podcaster and or you know a podcaster and they do guests on their podcast, could you just DM me really quick and let me know like what they're using to do that because uh, big, big ideas over here, but <laughs> I need a little aid from the community. So let me know about that. Um, and then uh, we'll, we'll just, we'll just get, we'll just get to what we're going to today. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Uh, ring, ring. Hello. Yeah. Onviv is kicking ass and Bear is going to tell you how. That's right. We'll get into that with a little bit of product highlight. And then we're also going to chit chat a little better, a bit about a robot that patrols six flags and then destroys bad children. Um, Okay, not exactly, but we will talk about uh, the robots. And then finally, we're going to dive in to a very serious skill needed for this industry and life, really. But with more growth and more understanding, my hope with this topic is to ease some frustration. That's right. The next two episodes, we're going to be talking about just essentially the overwork of diagnosis. That's right. Troubleshooting, diagnostics, some things like that. How to approach problems. I want to make sure that while we will be high 
highlighting things within the industry. You're not just coming here for news. You're also coming here to be the better technician because that's what I try to push every single episode, every single week. So um, I just want you to be that better technician. So I'm going to use a couple of these podcasts to tell you how I have detailed some things, a little uh, researched a little bit on how to approach problems and how that's helped me in the field. And if you are someone who is good at troubleshooting or you've troublesho- you troubleshot yesterday or last week a big problem and uh, this either this podcast lines up or you approached it with a different method, I want to hear about it so that I can get it out to these listeners because I am just the mouthpiece, just the voice, the guy on the other end of the podcast tickling your eardrums every week and making you feel like a rock star. But you guys are the ones who um, make sure that you can reach the community with your information by coming to me and saying, hey, look, I approach problems like this. I um, and then when I when I read it, I'll be like, oh, wow, yeah, that's a great way to approach problems. I'll make sure to mention it uh, next podcast or something to that degree. So uh, being that I want you guys to be the best uh, technicians that you can be, you know that every single week we shout out a Instagram handle on the podcast to make sure you're following and seeing the good work and the good deeds of the saints in the techno, uh, technician role out there in the security industry. And this week I'm going to... Might seem a little self-indulgent, but we're going to shout out at Clean Can Mafia. You've probably heard me say that. You've probably seen it. What was that? Gee whiz. you probably heard me uh, shout it out on my Instagram, talk about it. Um, maybe you even follow it. And, and that is because I run the Clean Can Mafia page on Instagram. But really, I just want you to see some incredible work this community's turning out. Clean Can Mafia is a members-only category. So don't be repping your mafia that you're a mafia member without turning out some of the cleanest cans imaginable. But if you know how to feral, how to wind wire and you a no shine boy, your boy, <laughs> then get you some. Hashtag those installs, please. When you're putting in those clean cans and you're proud of your work, go ahead and just hashtag at clean or hashtag clean can mafia, tag at clean can mafia on Instagram and go follow and just uh, scroll through some some of the stuff that's been posted from everything from electricians to security installers, uh, you know, intrusion detection systems installers, those sorts of things. There are some cans out there that are popping and I want every can to look like that because let me tell you something. There has been, I can remember specifically, a can that I rolled up on in the middle of Kansas. It was like a six four to six hour drive from from my home, right? But they were having problems. They were in my region. I drove out there. I hadn't been out there before. I popped the can open and good Lord, it was clean. And I was so happy. I think I even talked, I even think I even shared it on my Instagram if you feed, if you go back in my feed, but it is another type of feeling when you can see a clean can on a site that you haven't been to before. It's just a, a, an awesome feeling. So push those clean cans, follow at Clean Can Mafia, and become a Clean Can Mafia member. Let's chit chat. That's right. Patrons at Six Flag Amusement Park locations in California and Texas now may interact with a new type of security officer, (laughs) a security robot. The six foot tall, 750 pound security robot looking more like a Wally Baymax Robocop dubbed the Rugged Observation Assistance Mobile Electronic Office. Jesus, people, could it be any longer? Mobile Electronic Officer. They shorten it to Romeo. Romeo. 
will patrol in the parks and surrounding parking lots. The security robot includes surveillance cameras, a touchscreen, a two-way method of communication. The company is putting uh, is looking to put the Romeo 2.0 with features like being fully autonomous in navigation with rough terrain suspension and wheels or credential validation and access control. Maybe some LPR, helping a customer who's lost and throwing a panic button or an over-the-air software update, putting this into Universal and Walt Disney type of places as well. Now, if they get that thing in Walt Disney and it doesn't have a miniature MO following it around, I'm going to be disappointed. (laughs) I hope you got that. There's definitely a market for robot security and... It will have its place moving forward. We will reach Star Wars iRobot levels. Eh? We might be off the planet before that happens, but who knows? But for now, if you are going to a weekend of long lines, trashy food, and expensive and expenses, well then look for our pal Rugged Observation Assistant Mobile. Yeah, whatever his name is. Look for Romeo out there. So uh, DM me if you have ever seen one of these. I want to know if it like hunted you down or you know you had to change your eyeballs to f- get past it or something. Hey, let's move on to our product highlight on Viv. Okay. Onviv, if you don't know it, go look it up. Established in 2008 by Axis Communications, Bosch Security Systems, and Sony Corporation, they all got together and made Onviv, which uh, is a global and open industry forum that's committed to standardized communication between network devices and ensure interoperability between network products for the security market. OnViv's mission is to facilitate the integration of network security and safety devices using global open standard. Now, I tell you that to tell you this. Ring has made a smart business move, and the Amazon-owned do-it-yourself home security product manufacturer announced last, uh, a couple Wednesdays ago of me recording this. They allow, I guess they announced on a Wednesday that it will soon be rolling out a new integration of cam- for cameras that support OnViv standards. In a statement, the company said that once the integration is made available in late April, customers with the Ring Alarm Pro and Ring Protect Pro plan can onboard select OnViv cameras to the Ring app for control and access. I am not a fan of DIY alarm or security products. I think that they undermine the importance and in the hands of a non-security professional get implemented poorly, thus defeating some of the purpose of their use and lowering security. And with that, I have and will put a ring on a customer's house because a doorbell camera is a very effective device. And while there are doorbell cameras with some major security manufacturers, Amazon and Google really hold the cake on this niche about putting it in. Now, Ring and Nest, and uh, always ring over nest people because ring allows you to at least have the option to turn off sharing and open features that track and do other nefarious things but nest does not because even if it's for a long-standing company collecting data for the purpose of dollars without the subject of the data knowing or being compensated is nefarious so ring over Nest. But all that said, Ring is now going to allow your home security cameras on Viv compatible, of course, be displayed in your Ring app, making the VMS more streamlined. And it's a dub for the big guy. We'll see how the market takes it. But I don't know. Sounds okay. Kind of cool. I'm not a fan, but I am a fan. I can't decide. But let's get on to the meat of this podcast. That's right. Diagnosis. Troubleshooting. 
assessing the situation. Whatever you call it, in the security technician world, this is the holy grail of skills and abilities. I'm telling you right now, you wanna make more money? You wanna be recognized in your career? You wanna build leverage in your company to ask for more responsibility? You want those bums you work with to start giving you shit when the boss asks you to take a look at it instead of them? <laughs> well, welcome to problem solving. Get better at problem solving. It is a force multiplier. With better problem solving skills, you're gonna turn out cleaner cans. You're gonna turn out more robust systems and ultimately a more secure security system, which is the very impetus to what we do. And if we are not securing the customer the most that we can, then we're not living true to our career choice. The majority of us have chosen this path and find identity in it. So if we do not strive to be exceptional when it comes to security, well, we're denying a piece of ourselves and that's a shameful action, my friends. Let us become icons among the masses of technicians. Let us be absolute choice cuts when it comes to the alarm can, the security panel, the wire run, the network. And I'm assuring you right now, the one thing that will get you there the fastest is problem solving. Plenty of texts start with the phrase, I don't know if we can get this, or this isn't gonna work, or I'm gonna have to call Joe and tell him that this is out of our hands. But the technician with problem-solving skills looks at it, runs through a few self-trained questions and scenarios, and then gets the job done. Shane Clary of SSI gives some insight on what he's seen over 35 years of being in the industry when he says, quote, I'm finding that technicians have been well-trained on the product line or a particular control unit, as well as how to program the system. Depending on the requirements for the completed system, this can be an involved process that can take a lot of time to complete. And after the program has been uploaded into the control unit, there then is the checking of the system to verify that it performs as per the sequence of operations. There are times, however, that the system may not be performing as expected or has experienced a fault that prevents the system from operating as intended. The system may also be producing unwanted alarms. This is where the installer, service technician, or inspector needs to also become a detective. <laughs> well said, Shane. That's right. In problem solving, we need to be the detective. We need to be able to find out where the problem is, what the problem is, how the problem happened, and fix it. To become that detective, I want to bring up a simple but effective method called Polya's Problem Solving Technique. Now, in 1945, George Polya published the book How to Solve It, which quickly became his most prized publication. It sold over one million copies and has been translated into 17 languages. In this book, he identifies four basic principles of problem solving. And the nice thing about this is, if you can train yourself to be a good problem solver, it's literally a force multiplier, not just in your career, but in your life, with your partner, with your kids, with your family, whatever it be. Problem solving helps in every single facet of life. Now, in this book, he identifies four basic principles of problem solving, and they are, number one, understand the problem. Number two, devise a plan. Number three, carry out the plan. And number four, look back. Now, this might come off as super elementary, but let's check ourselves before we 
wreck ourselves, my friends, because I know a few of you out there that touch maybe one of these principles before calling it quits or getting lucky, and they are si- and they are simple enough that you can start practicing them today at work, okay? After this podcast, when you go into work and pull that wire, do this thing, or terminate this end. Now, that's a good side note, because these These take practice, all right? So it will be practicing. And the way to get good at solving problems is by solving problems. That's why you're gonna start today and you're gonna try harder tomorrow and then harder the next day. Number one, understanding the problem. This seems so obvious that it's often not even mentioned, yet I feel like people are often stymied in their efforts to solve problems simply because they don't understand it fully or even in part. Polya taught teachers to ask students questions such as, do you understand all the words used in stating the problem? What are you asked to find or show? Can you restate the problem in your own words? Can you think of a picture or a diagram that might help you understand the problem? Is there enough information to enable you to find a solution? I promise that if you put a little bit of quietness at the introduction of the problem to think and not talk, Less problems will occur during the process. That's the other thing. When we problem solve, the hard part is is that it is a moving rubric. So you think that you're on to one thing and it might cause another problem or another problem might present itself and you might not even understand if that problem was caused by what you've done. I mean, I have been in this situation 1,000 times where you click on something and now the problem that you had either went away or is still there but a new problem is also experiencing itself and you're just trying to grasp the the network, the spider web of what you're actually looking at. And the first thing you need to do is, is understand the problem. And you do that by questions. You do that by using a little time to think, okay, what would cause this? What, how would this be caused? Is, do, do I need to show the computer something to fix this problem or do I need the computer not to see something to fix this problem it all starts with those thinking questions and not just showing up and being like oh the door's not working okay well I'll start with replacing a part okay nice try buddy this is problem solving 101 not replacing get in the back of the line and listen to some podcasts baby number two devise a plan Polya mentions that there are many reasonable ways to solve a problem the skill at choosing an appropriate strategy is best learned by solving many problems so you will find choosing a strategy increasingly easy as you go on in life trying to get better at your problem solving. Strategies can include guess and check, possibility elimination, direct reasoning, looking for a pattern, solving a smaller problem within the larger problem, working backwards, or remember a similar problem that you've already been on before. The list continues, but those are some very applicable plans to our industry and our work, and I'm not going to deep dive exactly here on those, but they are worth some looking into. So Googling of the basics of direct reasoning or how to find patterns, it may seem like dumb learning, really, but And it may also seem like, well, I should have learned this in first grade, but I guarantee with the public education system today, you did not. But it is a building block, and a building block is usually just a boring, strong, dumb rock that holds up the entire pyramid. So it's worth looking into. Now, the third thing we want to do is execute the plan. After devising it, this step is usually easier than devising the plan. 
And in general, all you need is care and patience, given that you have the necessary skills. So persist with the plan that you have chosen. If it continues not to work, discard it and choose another. Don't be misled. This is how problem solving is done, even by high-end, elite, well-paid technical professionals. If it doesn't work, adapt. Be agile. Keep moving. And then finally, the last thing is look back. This is the most important step, hands down. When you're driving home from the site or about to watch your nightly Netflix or play your video game or whatever, stop for just three minutes, just three minutes and look back at the problem today. Walk yourself mentally through the steps and how it turned out. This can be a harder thing to do when the problem didn't get resolved fully or in the manner that you're satisfied with, but if you think it's not fun to look back at the problem, then by looking back at it and reassessing, you will begin to remove that not fun aspect from your life, okay? Soon enough, after a couple of handful of times, you'll look back to sharpen the experience and not just be upset with the outcome or the time that it took to complete it. (laughs) Believe me, my friends, your security bear always comes through. This process right here is gold. And that's all I'm going to give you today, okay? You're going to be the best tech at your company and the best tech in your city. And if you want it, you're going to be you're going to be able to think outside of the box and end up a freaking millionaire. You just have to do it. You are the hardest part in problem solving. The mind is king to emotions and breath is king to the mind. So breathe slow, breathe deep and tackle the problem simply. And I know that that is not as meaty as we usually get, but I'm telling you that is the choice cut. That is the prime rib, the filet mignon. Just practice problem solving, and I promise you're going to be the better technician. Okay? That's it for security today. So remember to DM me with your thoughts. I want to hear what you think about. I want to know that you executed this problem today. I literally would just giggle like a tiny school child if you would just DM me and be like, guess what? I listened to your diagnosis. Uh, podcast and it uh, I used it. I used it today and I solved the problem and it was awesome and I feel like I'm going to be a better technician tomorrow. I would just be like, oh, thank you for sending me that. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit more specifically about diagnosis um, and the things that you can do while in a problem as a security technician in front of panels and that those are important things to have but you have to start at the basics which is just being able to problem solve being able to run four steps just to figure out what your problem is and to get on the other side of that fence this podcast is driven by interactions with fantastic technicians on instagram Um, subscribe to the podcast follow the instas like clean can mafia Tell your friends that they need to listen to security today. Even if they're in the HR department at a beauty magazine publication, I bet they could use a little bit of problem solving. So tell them, all right? We will see you next week, fam. And I appreciate every single one of you. This is Security Bear out. Deuces. Adios. Peace.